Hey, everybody, welcome to the Mahoney Marriage Week in Review. And what a week it was! So much stuff going on. I'm Chris, editor of Mahoney Marriage, and we've got Guy Gogren, who currently is a Trumbull County communications uh, person for the, the prosecutor's office, as well as a former longtime journalist. How are you doing, Guy? Yeah, it was a busy week, Chris. You're you're not uh, wrong there. Uh, it was a busy uh, yesterday, especially. The news was just coming down the pipe from courts. Uh, we had a fatal uh, fire arrest and uh, murder charges was, was filed. Uh, two special grand jury reports. Um, and uh, we have a murder trial upcoming uh on a vehicular accident uh, next week. So uh, the pace may not uh, slow down. Yeah. Since you brought up, let me mention this real quick, because we just posted this on our site. Uh, Carol Leon Bruton, I believe that's what we say. Yes. He's a 72 year old man from Warren. He was indicted Thursday by grand jury, uh, two counts of aggravated murder, two counts of first degree aggravated arson and one count of second degree aggravated arson. Um, he allegedly set the fire. Uh, that Early took place morning, the, January 7th, right, in Warren yep. Township. Killed two persons. Yeah, 182 and 151. So um, right. there was another one. And let me explain to our, our listeners about this. Um, Guy's full-time job is does communications with the Trumbull County Prosecutor's Office. Um, Guy kind of got in the middle of a, a big story this week um, over the past couple of weeks. That you covered. Yes. Personally. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. We had some not awkward phone, phone calls. We have a good relationship, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of more of editor, hey, what the heck's going on here you know, type phone calls. Uh, but yeah, so Brittany Watts, um, she's a warm woman. Uh, she was arrested, I believe. Right, guy. Yeah, let me refer to my notes here. On uh, September 22nd, the Warren Police Department investigated a report from from a local hospital about a case involving a pregnant woman, Brittany Watts. And uh, she had previously been treated for in the emergency and returned to the hospital. But she was no longer, when she returned, she was no longer carrying the uh, unborn fetus, which was 22 weeks old. And apparently she had suffered a miscarriage. Warren City police officers, based on this information, uh, received began a search to find the fetus and determined its condition. And it was found. And the remains were found. And an autopsy was conducted. And the city prosecutor, not my boss, but the city of Warren prosecutor, filed some charges in municipal court. And in November, there was a hearing in that court before a municipal judge who determined after that hearing, the case would be bound over to the grand jury. And since then, until yesterday at 1 p.m., the grand jury had the case. And this was when all the uh, publicity came. And then yesterday, the uh, grand jury uh, decided that uh, the charge of abuse of a corpse, which was a fifth-degree felony, was not warranted. There was not enough evidence, probable cause that the crime had been committed. So her case was dropped. And, you know, and guys got to be careful here because obviously this is his job. This is what he works at. Um, it, it got interesting because his office came under some 
scrutiny. scrutiny yes. Yeah. And, because- and my boss, Dennis Watkins, uh, in a, in a statement yesterday, uh, said this office, uh, after careful evaluations of both positions and they were, uh, required under law to present the case because the judge had ordered the case be bound over it. So the county prosecutor has the duty to handle the case before the grand jury. And the grand jury is a jury of eight to nine people who meet uh, frequently over a three-month period and decide whether cases can be felonies or sent back to the local court as misdemeanors or, like in Brittany Watts' case, there's no case there and drop the case. Call it a no bill. And that's basically what our office did. They presented the case according to the law, followed the law, and the system worked. Yeah, and tell me if I'm incorrect here. You're, in essence, processing requests that happen. So, you know, they actually do that. The judge asked us to present the case to the grand jury, and we're following the court's order. Right, right. Us being the office of the prosecutor. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, the prosecutors are like, what? Not the prosecutors, but, like, the public might be like, Oh, what role does the prosecutor have? Well, it's not like the prosecutor is rubbing his hands together going, let me at this case or anything. They're kind of, as Guy just said, kind of following the lead of the judges. They're doing what they need to do. Right. They present at no the- time during this past two months did Dennis Watkins have any power to drop the case. Right. So they were asked to. They presented the case. They presented the evidence they had. And then the grand jury made a ruling. And uh, for people who definitely support Brittany Watts, it came as a welcome, you know, welcome news and everything. Um, it, it was interesting. Um, we have a lot of partners with us here at Mahoney Matters. And all that means is it makes our reporting much broader than it would be if we just use our um, internal uh, full-time people. Um, so we have reported on this throughout the process, you know, with some of our partner help here. Um, yesterday, um, and, you know, Guy, you and I were talking earlier in the day, we weren't sure if it was going to be a decision made either way yesterday at all. Right. Uh, I think, and and I that's th- the nature of the business. Uh, the grand jury proceedings are secret in order to, you know, maintain fairness. It's not that we're hiding anything. Right. It's just that we need the grand jury to have space and privacy to do their due diligence. And, uh, you know, our office and my boss, the prosecutor, came under some criticism and vicious personal attacks by a few who don't understand this process and, you know, phoned in and kind of just let let loose on us because how dare we, you know, charge a criminally a person who had a miscarriage? Well, there was more to it than that. Well, And we it- just want to let the process go. Right. And, and the interesting thing about the whole thing, so before, um, how do I say this? Um, before yesterday, there was a rally plan. Um, and right. from talking to several people, it just, you know, friends, family, supporters of Brittany, I, there was, and I, I think supporters were upset the whole situation. Uh, I was at the rally yesterday. There wasn't a ton of references specifically to the, Trump County prosecutor, but from talking to Todd Johnson, who heads up action, I think they were concerned that the law and the way it was interpreted, where, you know, she was under the possibility of being indicted, you know, until yesterday. 
Um, so it was interesting. So they had a rally to kind of make that point. And again, when the rally was planned, and the rally was planned for 4 p.m. on Thursday, no one knew what the process was going to be like. It was, you know, for all we know, right. the grand jury could still be meeting. Who knows? But we got the news, I think it was about 2, 2.30 yesterday, that there was no indictment offered. So that rally went from, oh, man, we're really concerned to Brittany, to kind of like a celebration where they were happy. Um, it was interesting. Um, I was able, uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit later, I played the reporter guy yesterday. I was all over the place. Um, but I went. I was able to be at the rally in person. I think there was a lot of relief from Brittany and her friends and supporters. I think there was a lot of, hey, how can we change the rule to help people who have miscarriages a little bit better? Right. I think and, 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 you know, that vehicle for that is to lobby your state reps and right. state senators. Right. That would be state Senator Rooley and uh, state rep in Trumbull County. It would be, jeez. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Jeez, well, I, mean, I, I forgot their names. But, well, uh, well, but, but listen. Our honestly, state reps, we have two in, in Trumbull right. County. But it's become a state national story. And Tucci so, is one of them. Yeah, so if you're and, following and, this... Check. Well, you might be following from afar, so you might want to contact your local representatives in another state or, you know, wherever you right. listen to this. So. so there was a relief. I, I think there was a concern. And, and again, you know, Brittany's a, a person of color. Um, there was some concern about from a health coverage standpoint to say. Yeah, it was very it, sensitive issue. I mean, yes. we have, you know, the miscarriage abortion right. the issue one last year just fresh in everybody's mind in november voters went to the polls and voted it you know down right and um so uh and then you know the 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 race issue was uh, was very much in you know how how can you do this to a black woman you know well like yeah, i'm sure some people have said that but i think even a broader issue was just saying is our healthcare set up right to help people going for this? And, you know, it seems a lot of times like people of color are more disproportionately affected by healthcare. And, and again, we're, we're getting way past the Trumbo County part of it. We're getting into right. what, what, more of how, how should healthcare I think the be system applied, worked. You know? I think our legal justice system worked in this occasion. And that's right. something to be applauded. Right. And, and, and be thankful for. So the good thing is, I mean, there was a lot of relief uh, from Brittany and her family. I think, and she said this, and, and again, I've known people that have gone from miscarriages. It's a very personal, sad um, circumstance. And obviously, the law worked the way the law worked. You know, you can kind of judge how you want on how you think the law should work there. But the law worked how the law is supposed to work right now. Um, Brittany is going to take some time to grief. I mean, I talked to her cousin. She said, hey, she needs to grieve her loss, which makes perfect sense because in miscarriage, it's very personal. It's very sad. Um, I will say, though, um, Brittany did not speak, answer media questions, but during the rally, she gave like a one-minute presentation where she said, hey, I'm going to keep fighting for people. Uh, she's concerned about the way the law was interpreted, and uh, Todd Johnson said the same thing. So, you know, like you said, um, you know, contact your representatives. Is that a law that needs strengthened? Is that a law that needs better interpreted? Whatever the case might be. Um, you know, it, it was interesting just looking at Brittany. I never got a chance to meet her in person until yesterday. And to be honest, 
I just was in the audience and heard her words. Um, you know, she's a typical Warren person. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's no history of anything in her family. Uh, she's not a person that's been in the news at all for any reason beforehand. Um, but she kind of got thrust in the middle of this. Uh, it was interesting. She talked about receiving a lot of letters um, from uh, women, well, emails more, from women who are going through a similar circumstance. Uh, that kind of helped her get to where she was getting through. Uh, Guy, I don't know if you heard about this. This was sad. Uh, she claimed she was, um, somebody tried to do a swatting phone call on her. And oh, wow. she didn't reveal what type it was. But sometimes, like, somebody will call and say something awful. Like, hey, someone, you know, died or something else like that. And I'm not sure exactly what the content of the phone call was. But she said she got one on Christmas Day. So, you know, she was trusted in a tough situation. I think, again, I'm really kind of walking on eggshells here because guys directly well no it's 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 true but it was it gained international attention i had right. to send out news releases to afp and reuters this well, morning and i sent out uh more than two dozen of these uh statements that uh our well, office worked on yesterday during that rally so uh you yeah. know that you know that the, the the interest that was that this case generated, so I, you know, I could appreciate the me, the media's efforts in this and trying to get and and for the most part, the media did their 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 job too in getting in and trying to report uh, all sides to this. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like you said, it, it quickly became an national story. Some of the sources I talked to, they seem to be a little. Frustrated probably isn't the appropriate term, but just more of it quickly became something more than what she was going through. And yeah, you're right. The law worked. The law went through the process it needed to go through. But there were and just hopefully talks. she can go back to her normal life. Right. And you know, like like our office is going to move on move on yeah. to other business of the courts. Right, of course. Well, well, I guess what I'm saying is from some sources I talked to, it was very surprising to some of them involved. It had nothing to do with the local courts. It was just how this became almost like an abortion issue around the country. And they're like, well, it was just a miscarriage. You know, we're not right. making any, um, you know, comments on abortion. Right. And that that's why there was a lot of misunderstanding. There was yes. just, you know, a lot of uh, emotional issues involved. Right. And I, I think uh, everybody uh, did their job in the end. And I will say, as and, and and justice was served. I'll make Ed's royal comment here, and, and let's move on. We have a couple of things we need to talk okay. about. I, I will say, we are in a society now where even a local story, and this story is a local story. I mean, a local arrest, like I said, the justice worked its way out. Situation. And it takes and, some time too. And 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 right. in this in this culture, we have everything is instantaneous. Well, our system. Still right. was, you know, formed 225 years ago. And so it's going to, the gears are going to be a little slower. Well, well, the point I'm trying to make is local work the way local work. Uh, right. This works in all cases that guys office faces. It, you know, local work how it worked. What I'm saying is this quickly became a, a national and international story. Like you said, you, you were getting calls from multiple outlets. Just remember, we are very... 
opinionated about things. But like, think about the story. Like, if you read a story about something happened in Colorado, you know, it's very far away from us. It's easy to forget if you're national or international that we're dealing with human beings. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. I think the concern this brings some, it home. Well, the concern some of these sources have was. Yeah, they were very appreciative of the people who supported her because, you know, they were looking for support, which is fine. But it kind of quickly became so big of a thing, not from a local perspective, but from a a national perspective, like all the emails they got, all the criticism they got. They they got threats. They got a swatting call and everything else. And again, we're not talking locally because I think locally, yeah, there were people who were fired up about this, but there, it seemed to be there's a lot more from the national groups you know that were coming yeah, in i, I seem to, to gauge stuff. that the calls we got in our office uh, right you know that weren't uh very forthcoming were were not from ohio so um, I, and do didn't understand the way ohio law works so i would just say if everyone who would listen to the show would call in right now and we don't we don't do calling. We just record this and put this out of the podcast. I'm sure everyone out there has different opinions. Some may be supportive of Brittany. Some may not be supportive of Brittany. Remember, she is a human being. She's a person. And I think we forget that when we look at some of these viral stories that go around. You know, especially when you're, when you're calling somebody and you're out of the area or out of the state or out of the country. That's where it gets a little ridiculous, in my opinion. And I felt bad for Brittany. I mean, I'm a journalist. I really don't have an opinion either way. I, I don't you know, I don't know the case well enough to say if someone's guilty or not. So I'm not gonna make any value judgments. I just looked at her as I was taking pictures and kind of felt bad for her as a person. Again, law's one thing. Right. She she it looked like she was overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. And again, remember that when we're dealing with stories like that. These are people. If they're somebody like Brittany who just got thrown in the spotlight and she wasn't in the spotlight before, or even if it's a politician, they're human beings. And we got to be careful with human beings like that. So, hey, um, let's change the subject for a minute. Um, okay. Snow. It, it's getting cold. Uh, I was driving around the other day, and I heard early in the week that, oh, this could be a bad time to drive around. It wasn't. But uh, we're reporting today on a story. It's already on huntingmatters.com. We're going to get 45-mile-per-hour winds. And yeah, that's not tornado or hurricane-like, but 45-mile-per-hour winds when it's freezing outside can be really treacherous. Exactly, so, yes. And the wind chill yeah. will go down hovering around zero, so it'll feel like below zero probably tonight. Yeah, so, so be careful. We're talking Friday now. Yeah. I mean, be careful out there. And there are some – like, it's fun to watch a cold football game if you're inside the – Warmth for your house. Sometimes cold can be fun, but if you have to be out there this weekend, just be careful. Um, right, and the wind going, will bring uh, electric lines down, which may, yes. you know, affect somebody's heat. Heat, and uh, so uh, once again, we're talking about human beings out here, and uh, right, and uh, so we we'll keep that in mind when uh, you know you hear these stories and drive safely. Also, yeah, dri- yeah, we have some information on how to stay safe in the cold. It's not just us. I mean, you know, there's other agencies that put stuff out there. Be mindful of that. You know, make sure you have your safety stuff in your car and everything. It it, it is helpful. And those I know emergency kits are very helpful: a flashlight, a blanket, and uh, maybe a little little snacks or you know warmers, hand warmers. Yeah, it's going to be cold all throughout the valley, but you know, even for personal experience, being up in that northern part of the valley when you get to northern Trumbull County, sometimes you get hit a little bit more than others. So just 
be safe out there. If you have to go out, definitely go out. But be safe. You know, take some extra precautions. They'll be good. Um, well, your I'm other, uh, I heard your other uh, bout with the re reporting was the uh, YSU. This well, let's talk about that. We'll talk okay. about that in a second. Let me mention really quickly. Uh, we have a a friend of the area. Uh, she currently works for McClatchy, but she helps us out with some local stories too. Uh, Jennifer Rodriguez, you might remember her okay. from uh, yes. KBN. Right. Well, she wrote she wrote an interesting story. I just wanted to mention real quick. Um, she talked to the Mahoney County Dog Warden. Uh, there was a puppy that uh, was found uh, two years ago along the side of the road uh, here in Youngstown. Um, uh, she, the puppy's still waiting. Uh, it's a he. I'm going to call the puppy a she. It's a he. And, <laughs> and it's not uh, a puppy anymore. Yeah, a couple years old. And um, sadly, uh, he's still looking for a home. So um, rescue dogs, I know, are a real big thing right now. A lot of people want to help rescue dogs and support them. Uh, we ran a picture of what happened, what the dog looked like when uh, they first found it. Um, there was a Facebook post. And again, this is when the dog was first found alongside of the road. Um, they said he was treated like a piece of garbage. A broken toy would be tossed on the oh, lawn. Wow. This is evil. Uh, they found the dog inside a crate in freezing temperatures on a Youngstown curb. Well, thankfully, uh, the dog's been in with the um, dog warden for two years. And uh, there's another picture of the dog. And the dog looks a lot healthier. Yes. And the dog's looking for home, though. So I know, um, sadly, a couple months ago, we had to put our dog down. Uh, we're not ready for a new dog yet, but we're looking. Um, but um, I'm sure if we're going for this, other people are going for it. So if you need a dog, uh, check out right. mahoneymatch.com. Uh, and a nice post-Christmas present if, you know, some of your yeah. children, young people in the house uh, didn't get what, you know, what they asked for Santa. Maybe this would be a kind of good consolation prize. Yeah. Um, you know, it was posted yesterday. Um, do a search for Star Puppy. That was in the headline. Uh, thankfully, the puppy's not starved now. He's doing pretty good, and he's looking for home. So if you can help him out, good deal. Uh, guy, I just wanted to mention, you know, feel free to interject wherever you want. Um, I, I'm an editor, and sometimes the editors don't get out to drive around and cover stuff. But I, I kind of missed it, so I wanted to take advantage of that thought. I just kind of wanted to give some perspective of stuff happening around Youngstown. Uh, I stopped by Boardman High School yesterday. Uh, they're an interesting thing. Each year, there's a, a group uh, affiliated with the schools that raises money. The teachers at the school get to make grants uh, for educational projects they're working on. So all this money goes back to Boardman. Uh, they they award grants to teachers. I got to sit in and listen to the teachers. A lot of sensory uh, projects, you know, more uh, kids sadly have autism right now. So it was really neat to see all these projects were helping kids in need and everything. Um, I'm, I'm very familiar with that. I talked to Amy Rodinovic, uh, yeah, former yep. 20, another former 27 reporter who's uh, the PR person at the district there. And, and uh, yes, the teachers do wonderful, especially in uh, the science and uh, uh, social, uh, other social studies. Yeah, it wasn't just century issues. It was like um, uh, a guy teacher was talking about starting a first tee golf program uh, for right. younger kids and everything. So, yeah, a lot of really cool things. I, I, I was, it was fun to be there and see what was going on. Um, got to, it was kind of the border of Poland and Youngstown. I'll be honest, I'm not sure 
what side of the border I was on. Uh, but Hotworks opened yesterday. I got to go talk to their owners. I've never seen anything like this before, guy. It's a seven-room sauna, but each room has exercise. Oh, wow. It's called Hotworks? Yeah. H-O-T-W-R-X. Okay. Uh, yeah, they just opened. Uh, it was fun to do a, a quick story with those guys. Uh, like I said, it's just the whole idea is you kind of do your workout in the sauna, uh, but they have like seven individual rooms are all individual saunas. It, it kind of a very neat thing. It, it's more geared for women. I, I'm not sure if guys, it, it's just for women or not, but uh, it seems like a really neat program. If you like to do your health in a different way, I definitely check how it works out. Uh, where else did we go yesterday? Um, oh, on Youngstown Fire Department. Uh, it's always neat to see uh, when first responders join. Um, it's kind of a, I don't know, like a, it's a service job. You know, not everyone is equipped to do that, but whenever people make that choice, we need to applaud them. Uh, Youngstown had a pretty big um, graduating class. Uh, they have five new firefighters. So uh, we had their picture in uh, in um, Mahoney Marriage as well, too. Uh, oh, did you visit the main fire station down there? It's yes. Place. Yeah, yeah, fire station one. Uh, down by MLK Boulevard in Youngstown, yeah, right in downtown. Right, right, the uh, entrance to downtown, yeah. Yeah, a couple other things. Former um, Tribune Chronicle boss, um, Guy and I, he was Guy, Guy Vogren and I's boss for a while, uh, Guy Coviello. He's now the um, president of the Chamber of Commerce. Um, Guy helped host the event. It was interesting. Ohio Treasurer Robert Sprague came to town. Um, he has a new savings program. So if you're looking to buy a house, you're looking for a way to save, it's kind of a program. That, it's got a little better rates. It encourages you to save a little bit more. For uh, first-time home buyers, especially. Uh, well, or if, if, if you're looking to buy, maybe you buy houses before. Uh, can yeah, you look, look for a good rate, huh? Get a yeah. good rate. Yeah, it gets good rates. Uh, Mayor Tito Brown from Youngstown was there, too. Obviously, Youngstown is actively looking to improve their housing, so he's excited about it. A lot of exciting people, and hopefully it's a service to help out other people. Um, we beat me up with Bill Johnson News over the past couple of weeks. Uh, but Youngstown State, there, there is a big issue going on there. Uh, the Dana School of Music, um, Youngstown State is saying, look, we don't have highly performing majors. Um, there were four majors in the Dana School of Music that had a total of 10 graduates over the past five years. Young right. Sun that is, yeah, that yeah. means, you know, they, there's not interest in, in these uh, classes, so they dropped them, right? Yeah, well, they're in the process of dropping them. Um, now, the situation is, if you're already a student, they'll let you graduate. They're not kicking people out of school or anything. Their concern, and again, I was part of the academic center meeting where they were talking about this. They were saying, look, like they mentioned something about how the whole school was down like 150 kids and there was like 20 or so, 15 or 20 professors. And they were like, look, this isn't making financial sense. Right. Now, right. the we could probably talk another 10 hours about what the message is. But was the like. reports that, you know, I was reading, the, oh, the Dana School of Music, the long historical, you know, ties to YSU, this Dana School of Music, it, it, the, the reports of its demise were exaggerated in 
with these classes being dropped, right? These majors. Well, I will say, yes, yes. Uh, why she kept saying, look, the dance school music is not closed. That's the thing they kept trying to make clear. Right. I, I will say, too, and l- let's play a game. Let me see if I can mention Bill Johnson if I'll talk for half hour about it. <laughs> I really think Young Sensei has a messaging issue right now because yes. here's the situation. In the- it's pretty much the same thing like, you know, the abortion issue fresh in people's minds in Ohio. And then this Brittany Watts case came, and really, we're talking apples and oranges here, right? Am I? Can you can you follow that right there? Oh that, no! You know, I, Bill Johnson's, uh, you know, coming to YSU and look, oh, the day of the school of music's in trouble. Well, one is not necessarily related to the other. Yes and no. I I, okay. I think here's I think here's the issue. Young Sunset has a messaging issue. Because, again, we're giving Bill Johnson a chance. Uh, he's going to start the 22nd. We're going to have another one of these uh, shows before Bill Johnson even starts his job. So let's give Bill Johnson a chance to have a day before we start valuing his tenure right. or whatever else the case right. may be. However, I'm willing to give him a chance. I think Young Sensei fumbled the process because they kept it so closed door they ticked off a bunch of people. Because of all of that, the issue now becomes – when Youngstown State shares anything else, uh, hey, we got to cut some majors from dance school and music. Or the message is going to get bogged down there. Because people, like, I've heard people, I, I'm sure in Bill this Johnson, narrative that seems like, right. you know, uh, YSU is caught into some negative spin here. Well, the thought is, is if we're not, if you're not being open about Bill Johnson, are you being open about the dance school and music? Right. Now, there's, again, a, there's, there's a, there's a, you know, a trust problem there. Uh, right. uh, uh, well, what is it? Uh, well, Young Sensei laid out a pretty clear view on what, why they're doing what they're doing. Okay. Now, again, I don't have access to their records. I, you know, they have a transparency issue here. Right. So even though they made a pretty clear indication and their reasoning makes sense. I think there's a lot of people because of the Bill Johnson. Even if Bill Johnson had nothing to do with cuts at the dance school of music, I mean, I think this is a process. Well, the vice provost of the school made a pretty clear statement. She said, look, three years ago we said, hey, we got to switch some stuff around. They made changes. They didn't make enough changes. So we've got to cut some majors that aren't uh, doing the graduates they need to do. Okay? So I understand that reason. I might criticizing the school for their decision, what I'm saying is because of the lack of transparency with Bill Johnson, you know, they could sit there and say, hey, everybody, the sky's blue, and people are questionable in that. You know what I mean? You're creating a situation where it's going to lead to more frustration with the students, and that's why they had to kind of rethink the way they picked the president. Hey, it could have still been Bill Johnson, but the way they picked it has led to a lot of anger and distrust from white yeah. and future yeah. choices. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, th- that's kind of what's going on. I mean, and Bill is going to have you know his hands full when he uh, takes office now inside of ten days, right? Right, right. And I, I think, well, and here's the hard thing: there, there were some kids out there because obviously the sports is a program schools spend a lot of money on. Well, if if they're making money, 
that's the other thing. Right. So Which is a good revenue stream, can be. Right. Yeah, I know if you're a student that doesn't care about sports, you're like, oh, I hate hearing that and saying that. But I'm just telling you what schools think about. And I think more often than not, look, we're having this in the journalism industry. A lot of us companies are a lot of those publications aren't being owned by companies. So sometimes and, he, and, they, and your cat's back. Every time we seem to talk about Bill Johnson, yes, the black yes, cat I, shows up. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have a cat that likes to visit. But but I, I guess what I'm saying is we're all run in a different way. And that's okay. I'm not saying that's good or bad or indifferent. But because of that, you got to understand sometimes finances play a bigger role in all this. And that's how it is when companies own places. Um, I think schools... And again, there's not a company that owns Youngstown State, but I think Youngstown State, maybe because of their financial situation or whatever else the case may be, they have to say, hey, we got to look at it from a dollars and cents perspective. That makes perfect sense. But in the past, they may not have done that, which has led to a lot of confusion and concern, for right. one. And, 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 secondly, and their school is not an athletic juggernaut like the Ohio State University or the University of Alabama or other big, big time football schools that, you know, kind of. You know, make billions literally from their programs. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, regardless of what you're looking at, this is you're you're trying to say it, it sounds like you're going to say it's pivoting a little bit, maybe from the verbiage used by the last couple of presidents, which is fine. Things change, but I think sometimes you've got to make that a little bit more clear to the people, and if you don't, you're going to get some backlash and everything, and right. you know. Sometimes every school faces backlash. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if, if school ministers are sitting there going, why is everyone yelling about this? Why why is there misinformation out there? Well, there's misinformation out there because I think some of the uh, teachers and students have lost trust with young sons say based on a lack of openness in the past. Is that fair? Probably not. But I, like the vice provost, she was kind of going off and saying, I, I'm reading all this misinformation. Like people write columns and publications and everything else. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. Well, look, it's opinion piece. I can't control what someone's going to tell me an opinion piece, but understand why people might be confused is they don't trust the messenger based on the fact he didn't have an open presidential process. Back back to the transparency issue. Yeah, and and sorry, it's not, I mean, I feel strongly about it, but this isn't a big idea. This is transparency. This happens in families. This happens in schools, churches, wherever else. You just got to be a little bit more open than you're being. So I I guess that's my sermon for the day about Young Sun State. All right, and then um, where else did we go? Oh, um, sports, always important in Mahoney Matters. Um, Guys, Guy's son, Brandon, uh, is covering some games for us. We're excited about what he's doing. Mike Brown has a long career of the Lions Review. He covers games for us. And yours truly, I like to go cover games when I can. Uh, this week I went out to see Ursuline at Youngstown East. Man, Ursuline looking pretty impressive. It was a girls' basketball game. I think Ursuline won, if I remember right, 59. Was it at the Ursuline gym? That's my old yes. alma mater. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I think it, they used to tout it as the longest uh, floor in the valley. Oh wow! It, it, yeah. yeah, it's ninety-four feet or something. Uh, a l- little bit longer than the, the standard uh, dimensions of uh, you know high school basketball gyms. Oh, I, wow. I, for what that's worth, that's a piece of trivia from the valley. Yeah, 
did not know that. <laughs> but I, it, it was interesting. Urson's got a good team. It was funny. Well, not funny, haha, just more interesting. Early in the year, I saw the Urson girls team. They got beat up by a pretty good Fitch team. And uh, Coach of Urson told me after the game, hey, we're not healthy. Look out when we're healthy. Well, Ursula got a little bit more healthy, and I was joking with the coach saying, hey, you didn't lie to me the last time. You looked a lot better tonight. Uh, they, they look good. Uh, young Sunnies, they're, they're going for growing pains. Um, uh, you know, we always like to see our series uh, teams hope for the best for them. Young Sunnies is fighting for some stuff right now. But part of what made Young Sunnies have a tough game was Ursula and a really scrappy team. I'm really impressed. They've got a lot of kids that can press you. They've got a uh, tall, hate to say big girl, that has a bad connotation, but they have a tall uh, girl inside that plays really well at the center. Uh, They've got a couple scorers that play forwards. They've got a really good complete team. Got a good Uh, mix, and uh, they're getting ready for their tournament run, huh? Yeah. Uh, I think they have an even record uh, because of some of the injuries, but they're kind of putting together at the right time. Uh, Point guard's a really good ball handler. I, I like that. Sometimes you don't see that on girls or boys team, but it seems like they had a good mix of everything. Who knows how far they're going to go. I know there's some really good girls basketball teams in the Valley, let alone the rest of the state, but I, I, I think they're a good spot as they approach summertime. time. So, All right. And good. for East, uh, you know, keep uh, plugging away and uh, get the court experience and uh, maybe you'll get a few wins down the road before the season ends and, Anything can happen when, you know, all teams enter that tournament. Yeah, they won some games earlier in the year. I'm not sure who they defeated. Uh, it's just the Ursuline press was overwhelming. And, look, I, I, I've i struggled getting the ball up to court when I play basketball. So right. I, I understand what they're going through. It, it just was a mix of – it was a tough night for young Sunnies, and Ursuline started to put some stuff together. And so. any team that can work that press uh, will be dangerous. Yeah, oh, and they were just I, – it was partly some big experience on Young St. East Park, but it was partly – Right. Uh, there's some girls that are pretty scrappy ones, so it was good. So, yeah, Guy, I went over how long I wanted to talk to you for, but That's I think right. we got I, a lot of good stuff. Um, thank you for filling us in on some of the details about the Brittany Watts um, situation. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, like uh, I said, it was a good experience. For, for the Valley as a whole. And hopefully somebody, you know, learned something about the uh, judicial system. Yeah. And and we're looking for, I've been in conversation with Reverend Johnson. We'd like, uh, I think Brittany has an interest in helping out other people with miscarriages. We're, we're going to leave alone for a couple of weeks, but maybe we can talk to her in a few weeks about what is upcoming. Because you still want to always, involved. you know, out of a terrible incident, something good can come out of it. And let's hope that will happen. Definitely. So, again, let me say this. This is true um, now more than ever. We've been really excited about the growth we've had with um, Mahoney Matters. Tons of ways of helping us out. I mean, obviously, we are funded by tax-deductible donations. So, look, I mean, you know, we're covering the area. I know we have other... Uh, we, we have a lot of good media organizations in Youngstown, but we'd like to be part of the area. So any type of support you can give, that helps us maintain what we have and grow what we have in terms of people who go out and cover the area. Um, but you might sit there and say, oh, I, I can't do that. Well, if you can't do that, hey, subscribe. We have a free email newsletter. 
um, we'd like you to continue to read our publication. So the free email newsletter will give you uh, the stories we're working on so you, you can have the daily updates of what's happening. Um, follow us on social media, a great way of uh, being reminded when s- stuff breaks in the area. And share us with your friends. Um, a lot of people know about Mahoney Madison area, but um, just remind them of stories that you like. Uh, all that stuff can really help us out. All right. Well, well guys, thanks for your time. Uh, uh, you're most a- welcome, Tris. Chris. It's always a pleasure yeah. to, to talk. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you next week. Um, um, and thanks for checking out the Mahoney Marriage Week in Review.